You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we come to you today for the very last time, our third watch coverage as we bring you our series series recap of all six seasons, the entire show. We've gone through 132 episodes of this show, plus an episode of ER, plus an episode of Medical Investigation, plus an additional six season recaps. So basically 140 episodes, and here we are today to bring it all to a close with our series recap. In, a, in what has been a world record, I said this during our Nip Tuck one, but I think this one has a little bit more weight to it because Nip Tuck might be covered by somebody else one day. I would go out on a limb and say Third Watch is never going to be covered by anyone else ever again, except we might revisit this in like 10 years' time. So uh, this is a world record that we're finishing off today. And a uh, sad day, an exciting day, and everything else in between. My name is Ben... And no, I'm not God. It's his close friend, Officer Boscarelli. I still can't believe he stole that quote from me like <laughs> days, fucking days ago. <laughs> yeah, that was back at the end of the season three recap. And by the way, pretty sure it's this isn't God. Hey, don't. Re- but it is as good. <laughs> don't correct me. Okay. You, you What's up, everybody? Quote, mister. <laughs> What's up, everybody? My name's Darvell, and great, another ER fan. (laughs) Hey, and it's Brandy. Play me once, shame on you. Play me twice, shame on me. (laughs) From the episode Sergeant Cruz. Oh, look at this. What episode? Thing is, it was a quick look up, because I don't have a quote ready. (laughs) Yeah, I literally told them like about a minute beforehand. Like, oh, by the way, guys, you should have a quote from any episode of yeah, 102 but, episodes. So. Hey, I was like, Sergeant Cruz, type in Sergeant Cruz. Hey, she's awesome. Hey, why not? Now, that's yeah. a quote I live by, so something we have in common. We um, <laughs> yep. it's it's a it's a mixed emotions day today as uh, we sort of go over this. Um, but it's an exciting time. I think kind of the fact that uh, where we're here, that we've managed to go through all these episodes, and I know that. It's really been something we've said in the last, I don't know, like 10 or so weeks. Like, oh my God, we're nearly there. Oh my God, I can't believe we're here. We're nearly here. And it's it's a repetitive thing. But I think from my personal perspective, the fact that we're here is, is a fantastic achievement that I'm very happy that we've managed to do this. Because when the Oz Network became a thing, when we transitioned from Survivor Oz into the Oz Network and we're looking at doing other TV shows, it was, it was my dream to be able to cover Third Watch, every single episode of Third Watch. And it was something that... Honestly, I thought was not going to be possible because it's not that easy to find Third Watch fans uh, in, you know, 2019 or 2017, basically, when we started. But, you know, found you, Brandy, found you, Darvell, and here we are. And it's just, it's incredible. I'm, I'm so happy that we have reached this point, that we've gone through so much. That, uh, you know, we've gone through Dirty Kid, through to Snowblind, through to everything else in between. We've managed to talk to cast members. Um, and, you know, obviously this year that this is airing, have a celebration of 20 years of Third Watch as well. So <coughs> I think we've done a, a great service to the very small fan base of Third Watch that still exists to this day. So uh, I think we just... I, I just want to start off quickly by saying that. Darvel, maybe I'll go to you. Like, obviously, you kind of joined in this show, not from the beginning, but you sort of have ended up hosting the second most episodes of this. Uh, I mean, how are you feeling right now, I guess, with us wrapping this up and how this has all gone with us covering Third Watch over the last few years? Honestly, it it is definitely an emotional thing because 
I mean, I was surprised to stumble across this initially, you know, the pot, the podcast and all that. Cause I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I actually listened to, uh, the first episode, the, w- when you and Brandy covered welcome to Camelot, I happened to that. see that in sorry one that of the, you can't get you in one of the, back for that. Sorry. Just, I always feel I need to apologize <laughs> to people hey, who actually listen to this show. So, Hey, it worked. Um, but anyway, I I saw it in the third watch in the third watch fans Facebook group, and then as you know, a um, little while later, uh, I was watching a third a third watch episode on YouTube and ended up talking to a random YouTube user who ended up being Brandy, and she said something about the about a podcast covering third watch, and I was I was like, wait, is that the one? Is that the one hosted by by an Australian guy? That idiot that, you know, is terrible, has terrible opinions. Yeah, that guy, yep. <laughs> and, she was, and she was like, yeah, and I, and I was like, I was like well, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to get in on, I'd like to get in on that. And, you know, she obviously went, obviously went to you about it, and the three of us, the three of us talked and came aboard in season two, and the rest is history. But... <clears throat> It's been. I've wanted to rewatch the show for the longest time, but never had, never had the episodes, never had all the episodes. So this was a great way to do it for me, you know, to revisit it. Brandy, you were from the beginning. Uh, I know, kind of, when I initially posted the post in uh, the Third Watch fans Facebook group, uh, you know, we had a bit of, uh, I, I guess, one little nibble from um, somebody else who kind of didn't pan out and then kind of you kind of... I think I actually made two posts. I made one post which I didn't get any feedback from and then I think the second one is when I got the the first initial nibble from one person that didn't pan out and then you sort of commented on it as well. Um, But, I mean, how are your thoughts right now? Because obviously you sort of stepped away from the show for a while but here again at the end, I mean... You haven't been through some of these episodes, but I, I still can imagine, given that you were there from the very beginning, like uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, it's kind of it's flown by quickly, and here we are now at the end. Unbelievable, in a way. I mean, it feels like we just started this journey, and it's heartbreaking because, you know, Third Watch is one of those shows you I just feel like you could watch in, like, your, t- your, what, your teens, your 20s, your 30s, and you will find a different perspective each time. Because there's so many layers there, and so like watching it sh- this time, it was just, it was a, it was a nice journey. You know, it was it was heartbreaking that I had to step away. And to those of you who have messaged me asking like what happened, I uh, had to focus on my personal life and finding, you know, just working, and that's why I stepped away. But I'm back right now, so y'all will hear me now. <laughs> but it's just been, it was a journey. It's been a nice journey, but it's kind of sad I had to miss a lot of it, but. I'm back. To, I'm glad to be back for those who messaged me uh, on Facebook asking what happened. And yeah, I don't think so. we could be here today yeah. without having you at least, you know, yeah, on these episodes. And I think kind of Darvell and I were very adamant that uh, we needed you. If you couldn't have been on our, you know, Goodbye to Camelot episode a couple of weeks ago, which of course, you know, you were, that we would have waited, uh, even if it had been a long time, to get you back on this one because I don't think we could have done this episode without you today. And it wouldn't have been right to do it to do it without you either. Yeah, because you no. and Ben are the ones who started this. No, I appreciate it. Like I told, uh, like when I like I told a messenger, like I told you, Darvell, like Darvell stepped in like at the right time, like when things in my personal life things have started happening, and he he was a he was a saver in a way. He just he was able to step in and keep it going. Because if it wasn't for him, 
I don't know who else would have co-host with Ben. So it was just nice to have that. And it was a relief for me so I could focus on my son and what I needed to do. So I appreciate that as well. Well, yeah. I appreciate both of you being able to do this. Um, yeah. I think the, the thing, though, that I... I Today's kind of going to be very, like, we don't really have much of a formula because obviously when it comes to doing a series recap, we've only done this once at least uh, time recording this with, with Nip Tuck. Uh, so kind of we're, you know, 66% of the way, I guess, covering the, the first three shows that we're going to be doing on the show with Lost to Follow. Um, so it's kind of a very loose format. But I, I guess kind of the question that I think uh, is fun to start off with is has been has this rewatch, I guess, and being able to sit down and analyse it, change your perspective on this show because i for one will try and rewatch third watch probably at least once a year um it's that type of show that i will always find an excuse to rewatch and i think for me having this opportunity to to talk about it with other people and i know for the most part when i say talking about other people it's me 80 percent of the time just ranting and raving and trying to you know get my <laughs> anger issues out um, to both our listeners. But That's think, an understatement. <laughs> but but I, I think it, it has led to a new appreciation of the show because being able to talk about a show, whether or not it's to yourself or mainly with other people, you kind of bounce ideas off each other and you hear other perspectives. And I know I've heard a lot of perspectives throughout these episodes from both of you that I've never kind of thought about. I know sort of when we were talking about Cruise a couple of weeks ago, for example, Brandy, and you sort of were giving a perspective on the storyline around her being assaulted and things like that. And, Darvell, there's been plenty of times that you've sort of given perspectives about things too. I can't think of an example right now off the top of my head, but I know there have been times when you've talked about things and I've gone, okay, yeah, I haven't thought about it that way. And I think that's what something like this does. And, you know, I'm sure the listeners, both of them, (laughs) have kind of got their own opinions and are hearing us, and I'm sure there's plenty of things that you disagree with, you agree with, you're in the middle between. And I just don't think I've ever been able to have this opportunity with Third Watch because growing up, you know, I would talk about it with my mum. There was a couple of times, I think, uh, in school where, um, you know, it was around about uh, when Johnson, the whole him getting burnt episode, kind of there was a teacher who talked about it. I talked about that during those episodes. Um, And then sort of uh, back in season two when, like, Kim hooked up with the random... Um, the the newspaper guy, I remember sort of that being talked about at school the next day. So there were a few occasions where it was. Uh, and then, like, one of my exes, like, she was trying to weirdly ship Yokus and Sully. Like, it was just some odd occasions where things were, like, talked about. But I've never had this extent. So to answer my long-winded question there, I have had a new perspective of this show on a rewatch. A lot of that has also come through the fact that we've had the pleasure of being able to get some of these guys on the show um and even you know not just the actors like guy norman b coming on the show twice is a whole new perspective and hearing sort of behind the scenes things so yeah i for one not that it was something i thought was possible to have a new appreciation of my favorite show of all time but uh i fucking love this show man so like it it's just grown and grown and grown and yeah Anyway, Brandy, I might go to you next. I mean, obviously, again, you weren't with this throughout the whole thing, but uh, at least when you have been on this show, has it given you a new opinion and appreciation, any sort of a perspective change from watching this show with other people? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, those times where some characters I didn't have a great understanding of, but I loved them nevertheless. Like Carlos, for example, um, I always liked him, but I... 
you know, it's funny because like going through my, like I've told you before, like going through my own experience, like through the system and, you know, the older I got, I realized the more like what colors had to do and like it just made him who, who he is because, you know, especially like how like he was like, what, the asshole in the, what, the first couple of seasons? The selfish mm-hmm. person. And I get it. And so like, yeah, every time I watch the show, I see a different perspective. And then, you know, I see what you and Darvell say as well. And then I, um, it's cool to get readers like, you know, I have, I mean, listeners who come, you know, message me and, they're, and they will like give me their perspective or, you know, they're talking about the episodes and it's just nice. But I think with Third Watch is that it's just one of those shows that I'm always going to watch. And the more I go through my own life, I'll be able to come back and watch the show and see something else I didn't see yet. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty we still haven't really touched on or seen yet, just because sometimes you got to go through the experiences in your own life to see it in the characters that you watch. But it's been good. Great way of looking at that. Darvell, how about yourself? How, how have you come out of this rewatch? Well, it's actually given me a greater appreciation for this show because this is actually only the second time that I've ever watched it all the way through. The first time was when I was blazing through it back in uh, 2013 when it was up on YouTube. Um, and, you know, at that time I was just going from episode to episode to episode to episode, not really thinking too much about it, not really analyzing it. But going through it this time, I I really feel I can appreciate it a lot more. And will I will I revisit it in the future? Oh yeah, definitely will. I definitely intend to to rewatch this show probably several times. Um, and I like how well developed I like how well developed the characters are over the course of over the course of the show. You know, the ones who whether it be the ones who stuck around the entire show or the ones who came in in the middle and then left. Although there are some that I wish they could have done more with. Like I love Alex Taylor, for example, that's one of my, she's one of my favorite characters and big ups to Amy Carlson for playing her so well. But I really wish they could have, I really wish they could have done more with her. Mm. And I would have liked to like before the, before the nine 11 episodes and the storyline around, in season three about her father, I would have liked to have seen her father in season two and seen the, seen a little bit of their relationship. Um, and, and also, you know, I listened to the interview that you did with her, Ben, and where, uh, you, you asked her, you know, did you, did you prefer Alex as a firefighter or a paramedic? And she said that she preferred her as a firefighter. I did too. I thought that that was, that was badass. I thought it was. I thought it was awesome. And I would have liked to have seen her in that role more. In fact, um, her, 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 her very last scene in The Price of Nobility at, the, at that huge car accident um, where, you know, the car explodes and all that. I would have liked to have seen. I mean, she, she was great with the older couple that she was trying that she was trying to comfort before well, until the firefighters could get to them. But. And that that was that was a that those were great moments, but I also would have liked to have seen her maybe fighting to put that car fire out. Hmm. But but yeah, I I think I have a greater appreciation for the show overall, though. I wonder if it came out 
I think we've discussed this. I wonder if it came out at the wrong time. If it had come out at a different time, would it have had a a larger a larger audience? I think you said something about that, Ben, that you think if it came out maybe only a couple years after ER, it probably would have had a larger audience. Yeah, I mean, if I said that, I I probably agree with myself. Um, it's I think it's it's a tricky one because yeah, I I really don't know. Kind of thinking about it now because I mean it it. it one thing we really do have to firmly establish, and we've mentioned a few times, it did last for six seasons, which in its own beast It is, did. That's a pretty good run for a television show. Um, Especially one that didn't get a lot of fanfare. Yeah. Um, but I think kind of in terms of it being bigger than it was, like, yeah, if it is released a little bit after ER, I think kind of on the back of that style that ER had brought, that it it had that potential to be a bigger show, and particularly sort of in you know, the 90s when, I mean, what did we have in terms of cop shows back then? Law and Order was a thing, wasn't it? Um, you know, yeah, NYPD, NYPD Blue, Blue, LA Law. I mean, was that kind of more law-based than cop show? Um, LA Law was like late 80s, early 90s. Right, okay. But like, I think kind of if you look at it in that perspective, what type of show this was, I mean, only a year after this show came out, the CSI revolution kind of happened. Um, and, but even then, like, there's still different shows. So, like, it kind of, you can see where it's gotten lost along the way, which is kind of sad because, you know, the best parts of this show were kind of those first few seasons. So, mm. yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it's kind of one of these ones that I think is, is a very tricky thing to do. Cause I mean, there is also that possibility that if you did have this a few years after ER, that maybe it wouldn't have worked. Maybe people are like, well, this is just trying to be ER on the street. So, like, you know, we still love ER more. Like, when ER was at its absolute peak, uh, you might not want to, you know, medical shows were the thing. That's why things like Chicago Hope were a thing and kind of all those type of shows. So, yeah, it's a very tricky one. Um, But, I mean, I think kind of at the end of the day, I think we do need to be thankful that this did go for six seasons. Um, Oh, yes. And I think that, yeah, it's a shame that this never became a bigger show. Yeah, it's a shame it didn't get, a, you know, rewarded around, you know, Emmys and Golden Globes and things like that. But it's still something that I think from when you talk to any fans of this show, the diehard fans are very appreciative. And I think even when you talk to casual observers who would remember this show, that they still speak fondly. It's not a show that people speak negatively about. Like, even the most... At least not the early seasons. Well, I, I still feel it's something that the the core fans... I mean, you think about some of these fans that we've come across across the years on this show. I, I don't think that they've been that negative, even across any of the later stuff. It's kind of... I'm going to say it's been, been me. That's been the one who's been critical about stuff. And Darvell sort of, you know, you, you'll chime in on that. And Brandy, you've chimed in on that. And that comes down to the fact that I think maybe we're more open to being critical of something we love because you should be sometimes. Nothing is perfect. Um, so you just because you are critical of something doesn't mean you hate it. Um, so, But my point is it's, it's I don't think I've ever come across someone who's been completely negative about Third Watch, whereas I've heard people who don't like ER, people who don't like 24, like people who don't like Lost. You know, it's like... You, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's, did you say Grey's Anatomy? Well, people shouldn't like that show. Like, it's dumb. Like, uh... <laughs> I just added, you know. But, yeah. See, I'm, I'm waffling on again here, but, yeah. There's... Yeah, I don't know. But... 
Talk to Abel. Shut up. I'm uh, okay. <laughs> or Brandy. One of us will shut you up. It's been um, 140 but, episodes. You should know by now I'm on a tangent. Just shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> Only to get a message later from you about try not to interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, but yeah, I'm I'm always going to appreciate Third Watch, especially for, and you know, I said this. I said this from the beginning, you know, when I came on board the podcast and when we got to season three. I'm always going to really appreciate it for how they handled 9-11, especially. And I think we can all agree there that that was some absolutely. powerful yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we... I don't... And, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go on. No, no, please continue, Davel. I interrupted. Okay. <laughs> Bad Ben. Um... Yeah, we. I mean, we we said this over and over and over again during the nine eleven episodes and throughout season three. When whenever it was part of an episode, that you know, we all three of us kind of said, "Hey, I don't know of any other show that handled this as well as Third Watch did." And it's a shame that it's a shame that Third Watch doesn't get more recognition for that alone. Well, it it did. I think kind of one thing that we maybe undersold a little bit is it did win the Peabody Award for it, and the Peabody is a pretty prestigious award. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it might not have won an Emmy or a Golden Globe, but, I mean, a Peabody is a, a pretty goddamn big award to win. So um, maybe we've undersold that a little bit when they did win that for in their own words. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of the legacy of this show does border around 9-11. And, um, you know, we talk about perspective. If this show had been earlier or later time, how would have history looked back at this show? I think... And I don't mean this to sound disrespectful, uh, because in no way am I trying to make this disrespectful. I'm sure you both know what I mean when I say what I'm about to say, is that 9-11 almost came at the right time for this show. Um, and that's, again, not being disrespectful. We don't want 9-11 to be a thing. Absolutely not. We all wish it had not happened. No. But it's it's hard to imagine what this show would have been like without 9-11. And I'm, in no way do the writers or the directors or the actors go, yay, 9-11 happened. They're not. Of course they're not. It's just... I, it's a weird thing to say it came around at about the right time for it because if you kind of watch this show now and we're, what, uh, nearly 20 years removed from 9-11, it's seamless. Like, the way it kind of fits into this show, which is kind of interesting um, to kind of watch this show um, now, so far after it had happened. But, um, yeah, I think, I, I, I mean, it's kind of preempting a question later on, but, I mean, we're kind of on the topic now. I think probably the legacy of this show would be the 9-11 stuff, um, purely on the base of how well they covered it. So, yeah. Yeah. The one thing I'm glad they didn't do, and I said this back in Season 3 also, is that... You know when they were when they were trying to figure out how to how to address it because there was obviously there was no way they were not going to address it. I mean, it's it's set in New York City and it's about the first responders. You cannot you cannot not address that. But you know the the one thing, even though I wonder how they would have done this, I'm still glad they didn't do it. Um, one thing they talked about apparently was. You know, can we recreate it? You know, can we recreate the 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 rescue efforts and stuff like that? I'm so glad they did not go that route. Yeah, that would have been way. Probably would. Yeah, no, wouldn't have worked. I mean, it it 
Well, I don't know. I don't it know. Would it too probably would have been, been very too, good. Yeah. And like, it interrupt you there. Like, I mean, obviously, you can't when, say it. Oh, well, it just—I mean, there was enough negative negativity around what they did at the time because anything sort of touching it was like it's too soon, too soon. And you look at you know three, four years after, five years after nine eleven, when movies like World Trade Center and United ninety seven, ninety six came out. Um, ninety three. Ninety three. Sorry, I knew there was a, in the 90s somewhere. Um, people were disgusted that within five years you're making movies about it. So I think the fact that if there was, you know, negative criticism around Third Watch doing this, but as we've established, there's no way they could avoid it. Um, I think if you're recreating it like that, this show wouldn't have lasted another season. It it wouldn't have lasted. So I just, there's no way they would have gotten away with doing that. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad they didn't do it, and yet at the same time I'm curious as to how they would have done it had they gone that route. Mm. But I mean, you also have to consider. I mean, you can't criticize the show for for addressing nine eleven when when in actuality the the first responders who actually worked on the show as you know technical advisors, background actors, and some minor characters, DK and Walsh most prominent, um, they wanted to tell their stories. Yeah. They wanted to talk. So who the so whoever criticized Third Watch for addressing it, who the hell are you to say that when these first responders want were the ones who insisted on telling their stories. They wanted to share their experiences from that day and the days that followed. Yeah. And, you know, as for as for you mentioned the movies that were made about it, United ninety three and World Trade Center, all that. And I remember we actually talked about them when we were covering the nine eleven episodes. United ninety three, for me anyway. United ninety three. I I haven't watched the whole movie, and I'm I'm kind of afraid to watch the whole movie just because I know how it ends. But I've watched the scene where where everybody on the plane revolts against the hijackers. Oh my god, that. Yeah. And just from that scene alone, that that mo- I can just tell that, that movie was just done so well, with uh, with very very great care and sensitivity to and accuracy to detail and all that. And the best part about it was that these were not big name actors, and I don't think we even know to this day who all of them are. Yeah, because um, and yeah, but we're, a lot of people don't really like the movie. It it seems to me that a lot of people don't really like the movie World Trade Center, World Trade but Center a lot of that people bad. love it's, United ninety three. It's uh, look, United ninety three was a much better film than because it was it was more realistic. Uh, it was very it was harrowing, and like as you said, the the final moments are some of the most shocking uh, footage you'll see in film. Just it's not the shocking; it's graphic. It's just it's realistic, and it's pretty much what you would pictured happened and. Just it's just it's one of those films that stays with you just because of the subject matter. But like World Trade Center is a lot more, yeah. you know, Hollywood. But it's still, I think. I mean, I haven't seen World Trade Center in a long time, but I, I, I did never left it coming out of it thinking like, well, that was shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's another. We're getting a bit sidetracked with that sort of stuff. I think, Brandy, do you have anything to add just quickly while we're hey, on the nine eleven? Yeah, come on, side of stuff. I was waiting. I was just patiently waiting. I uh, kind of got to agree with Ben on this one. I think the way they did it on Third Watch is perfect. And I, uh, even though, yes, they did have a few people that actually were there with the real life events. The thing is, the way I'm thinking about it is that nobody really wants because there's a lot of people in New York and all over the country who've had loved ones there that day who have, are not here. 
I would ha- I've lost a lot of people from like different things. I would hate to see a show that's so realistic to the thing that's happened, the worst thing that happened in my life. And so I think the fact that Third Watch didn't go all in is perfect. It it left it focused more on the emotional pattern than the actual events of that day. Mm-hmm. Versus exactly. Mm-hmm. The Trade Center War, it was just too realistic. I mean, can you imagine having to watch your loved one die all over again? Even though it's not your loved one on screen, that's just too traumatizing. So I get why people don't like the movie. Like, it's, you know how it ends. And if you have, if you have lost people, like plenty of people, then you kind of would just imagine having to watch that over on the screen over and over, knowing that there's a movie out there about exactly how your loved one died, your last minutes. No, Third Watch did it perfectly. That's all I can really say is that I prefer it that way. Because it left, it it leaves something to be desired. I guess what you say, but it's not it's not traumatizing. And again, over to the people who've lost someone, it and deals also, with the emotional. Effect. Yeah, and also the fact too. I think the the thing with nine eleven is we all watched it live on TV. We saw the images. We don't need oh, a yeah. movie because everyone says to this day, like it was like watching a movie. And you know what? Yeah. What can they recreate in Hollywood that we haven't already seen? disturbingly live on our television screens so it's it's something that you know it's hollywood's very careful around how they do it i mean i know there was that uh, terrible one that came out last year i think with charlie sheen around 9 11 which just was absolutely ripped to pieces for um but like charlie know, sheen 9 11 those do not go well together at all yeah but so i think kind of you know, I think the grand scheme of things with the legacy is that, you know, and particularly the In Their Own Words episode, and we'll talk about the episode separately, but I think kind of it was just such a unique episode and it was just such a a great way of honouring these people so soon after it happened. But we'll, we'll talk about those episodes very shortly, kind of on a separate basis. I want to I talk, uh, going over, I think, and something we usually do in each of the, the se- season recaps, is kind of just going over the cast and kind of just, I think, kind of asking a generic question at the end of this when it comes to... Uh, favorite, least favorite, things like that. Because obviously we've got a big ensemble cast here. It's a little bit different when we go through Nip Tuck when we've kind of only got four main people really over six seasons with a few other extra people. Whereas this one sort of, you know, we've got a fairly large cast. But if we if we just go through, I think, um, the main ones kind of from the beginning and we'll kind of go over some of the other ones. So we had five um, from the very beginning who were credited in all 132, but I do have their final episode count for you in just a second of course so we have Kobe Bell as Davis, Tyrone Davis Molly Price as Faith Yokus, Anthony Rivavaris, Carlos Nieto, Skip Suttis as John Sully Sullivan, Jason Wiles as Maurice Boscarelli, they were all credited in every single episode of this show then if you go down the list in terms of the other main cast members, so our next one being credited in 112 episodes is Kim Raver as Kim Zambrano followed by Michael Beach as Monty Doc Parker in 104 episodes, Eddie Cibrian next, Jimmy Doherty 102 episodes um, then you've got to go to our next main one. This isn't necessarily the person who was credited in the next, because actually after Jimmy, Joe Lisi as Swirsky was credited in the next most amount of episodes, but uh, we'll go over some of those ones very shortly. Uh, you've got to go to Amy Carlson as Alex Taylor, credited in 61 episodes, followed by Tia Tahada, Maritza Cruz, 56 episodes for her credited. Um, now, Chris Bauer was a main cast member, 53 episodes here, but uh, some of those episodes would have been when he wasn't credited as a main cast member, so just putting it out there. Uh, Nia Long, next is Sasha Munro, 45 episodes. Bonnie Dennison, again, similar thing there to uh, Fred. She was kind of in some without being main cast member, but Emily Yokus, 45 episodes. Then you've got to go to Bobby Cannavale as Roberto Caffey. 
Bobby, if you want to call him that. 38 episodes for Bobby. Uh, I'm putting Yvonne Jung in here. I don't give a shit if she was never officially credited as a main cast member. She was a main cast member in my eyes and was robbed of not being one. 31 episodes for her. Even Just even put that into perspective. She was in more episodes than Grace and Finney, and yet they obviously were main cast members. So, uh, Cara Bueno, Grace Foster, meh. Uh, 24 episodes for Grace. Um, and then you got to look at Josh Stewart, Brendan Finney, the least amount uh, for any of our main cast, 20 episodes for Finney. Um, so just going through the main ones, I think, here, my question will be, and uh, we obviously don't want to go through every single one of these, based on this rewatch, your favourite, you can give me your least favourite if you want to. I don't think we really have any of these ones that we come out going, oh, I don't like them. But maybe just give me your overall favourite and who was the one character that your perspective changed the most on? So there's two questions there for each of you. I'll start with you, Darvell. Who have you come out of this as your ultimate, ultimate favourite and who is the one person that maybe you've gone, okay, I like them a lot more or dislike them a lot more than I used to? Well, I would have to say my favourite is... Um, I really like... I really like Doc. I would say Doc is probably my my number one favorite, and and the one who and, and maybe and the one who's who I changed my perspective on. Um, I would have to say I would have to say it's Cruz. Um, and I've said I've said from the beginning that I was never really a Cruz hater. I was just indifferent towards her initially but going through the rewatch i have a better appreciation for the character and how and how even though she is in the kind of the the bottom the bottom half right of of people credited in of main characters credited in number of episodes she's still very well developed and i i, I have a greater appreciation for that now good answer i like it uh brandy um honestly my favorite is always gonna remain Cruz. Um I do have a better appreciation for a few characters actually like uh Jimmy. I thought he was an ass the whole I always thought he was you know, <laughs> oh, yes. you know, but I do have a better appreciation of Jimmy and then I also have a better appreciation of Bosco because I didn't always understand Bosco's dynamics back then. And then again, I I think I was more focused on my favorite characters, but also Carlos as well. Because I always thought he was kind of just, I don't know, I don't know what the word is, but Bosco always thought he was a little bit selfish and a prick at one point, but it's, it's, he's not. And I think also because, like, him and Cruz had, like, their little moments, and also, like, with the Monroe episode of Davis, I didn't really like him as much with that, but I appreciate every little, I actually appreciate more, all the characters a little bit more now. Like, I didn't like, I didn't. it wasn't that I didn't like any of them, I just didn't have much understanding or appreciation for some of them. Now I have a lot more. I'd agree with that. I think that's a good answer. Um, definitely Bosco will remain my favorite um, easily. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of appreciation sort of a few. Like, Jimmy would probably be my main one. I would agree with that just because, again, as I've said plenty of times throughout the show, like, kind of it's always, eh, firefighters, who cares? But I think I've really appreciated a lot more the firefighter aspect of this show. And 
also, particularly towards the end when they just completely ignore it, you really notice it. So, yeah, Jimmy would be the main one. Um, I'd even say a bit of Taylor as well, just because Taylor was kind of, again, another one where it's just kind of been like, yeah, Taylor. But I've appreciated a lot more of her side of things as well. Um, and uh, Yoke is kind of, I, I think, in the fact that I think she's firmly the star, the ongoing star of six episodes, six seasons. But Davis is maybe one that I think is kind of interesting for me just because that whole Davis dynamic with Sully and then kind of just the bromance with Finney towards the end, I think kind of I appreciate a little bit more of that. So, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Brandy. I think kind of everyone, you come out of it having a more more of appreciation of everyone, I think, in being able to talk about it. There's, there's no one that I've liked yeah. less. Um, that is, I don't think I've come out of this thinking like, oh, I like them less than I did before. So, yeah. Um, now just quickly before I go into some of the side people, um, just the, the count of the five main, uh, that have been credited in 132 episodes. Now we, we've gone over this. Obviously that's, doesn't mean they've appeared in all 132 episodes because nobody, uh, appeared in all 132 episodes, but the count, uh, I think we kind of went over this quickly, Darville, in an episode just counting off the top of our head, but I went through this. So of the five, I'll go from bottom to top. Uh, three of these five only appeared in 122 out of 132 episodes. That was Molly Price, Jason Wiles, and Anthony Rivervar. So they did miss 10 of these episodes. In second, Skip Sardis, 124 episodes. Kobe Bell actually appears in the most episodes of Third Watch, 127 of 132 episodes. So only five episodes we do not have Davis in. So that's a pretty interesting one, I think, with that one. Um, and for those playing at home who are saying, Ben... What are the ones that uh, he does not appear in? I can tell you. Uh, it was In Confidence. He doesn't appear in. Uh, he doesn't appear in Unleashed. He does not appear in Exposing Faith. Uh, in Honor. And I've missed one. Is it Ladies' Day? No, apparently it's in Ladies' Day. Um, there's another one he doesn't appear in, which I can't see off the top of my... Honor. He doesn't appear in Honor. There you go. So You mentioned that one already. Oh, did I? Oh, Kim's Hope Chest. There it is. Kim's Hope Chest. So, uh, there you go. Davis is the, the overall star on that side of things. Outside of our main crew, uh, so kind of our, our key side people who were never credited as main cast. So, obviously, I mentioned before, uh, Joe Lisi. You right there? Do you need some water? I'll get you Joe Lisi to get you some water. No, I'm no? good. Joe Lisi, Joe Lieutenant Swirsky, uh, he was in the most as uh, Lieutenant Swirsky, I just said that. Uh, Walsh, played by Walsh, Bill Walsh, uh, 57 episodes for him, followed by DK, uh, Derek Kelly, 53 episodes for him. Uh, then you've got to go down to Nurse Mary Proctor, played by Sandra McLean. 38 episodes for Mary. Um, we love you, Mary. Lieutenant Johnson, John Michael Bolger in 27 episodes. Uh, our first Charlie, uh, Jeremy Bergman, young Charlie. Uh, he was in 26 episodes. Uh, Darren Silvers Evans as Dr. Fields in 24 episodes. I'll just go down to the ones who have been 20 episodes or more here. Uh, Joseph Badocci Jr., Jelly Grimaldi, was in 22 episodes. Savannah Hask as Tatiana in 21 episodes. And uh, who can forget Dr. Sarah Morales, a.k.a. Lisa Vidal, 20 episodes. But a special, oh. special shout-out, though. Maybe I'll go down. No, the ones who have appeared in 10. Well, there's actually not that more after this. Uh, so in 16 episodes, Rose Boscarelli. I need to mention Patty D. 
uh, 16 episodes. Dr. Hickman, uh, Sakina Jaffrey, 16 episodes. Christopher Scott Fidel, little shit kid, devil child. Joey Doherty, 16 episodes. The original Emily Yokus, PJ Morrison in 16 episodes. Nurse Dana, oh God, there's a um, we haven't bagged out in a while. Uh, Monica Trombetta, 14 episodes. Uh, Joe Lombarda, Nick Sando was in 12 episodes. Emerson Clare, a.k.a. Susan uh, Kalechi. Who was Emerson Clare? Is that one we worked out we didn't realise who that was? Was she another nurse, was she? I think so. Uh, yeah, she was. I can see. I'll look at her picture. She was the season Oh, yeah, six yeah, nurse. yeah. Yeah, nur- nur- Nurse Emma from... Oh gosh, what was what season was it? Season six, six I think. Yeah, the random one who just randomly would drop a line every now and then of like, "Oh, you look terrible," and we're like, "Who the hell is she?" Uh, Maggie Davis, Lenina McKee was in ten episodes. Uh, Officer Manny Santiago, ten episodes. Manny Perez and Charles Hayde, Captain Cathal Finney, was in ten episodes. And I know I keep saying I was going to stop, but I just want to have one more here. Special shout out to our good old Eva Larue, aka Brooke. She was in nine episodes. Um, I went through a lot there. Side characters. Who, who are your favourites out of those ones? Uh, let's start with you, Darvell, this time around. Any of those stand out to you as kind of your favourite side people? Well, I'm torn between... Actually, I'm torn between four of them. Swirsky, Walsh, DK, and Johnson. Hmm, okay. I'm, I'm torn between all four of them. I, I, liked, I liked all four of them. Um, and, oh, and, and Morales. I love love Morales and I really I don't care <laughs> I don't care that it never that, that that that's just not how it ended up I will forever say that they should have kept they should have kept her on the show because I loved her and Doc together I would have loved to have seen them continue to continue to blossom and maybe Doc wouldn't have sp- Maybe Doc wouldn't have spiraled down like he had if that, if that, if they, if their relationship had progressed and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm always gonna, always gonna love Sarah Morales. Those, those are my five in no particular order. Those are my five that, those are my five favorite side characters. Okay, Brandy. Cool favorite side characters. Do <laughs> not mean uh, they all have a place in my heart. I, don't, I can't really say I have a top favorite. I mean, I know I loved Brooke a lot. Yeah. Oh, good old days of us talking about Brooke. I, was, I mean, that's hard. It's hard because I'm like trying to think. Because like when Dora was talking, I was like, I can't really think. Because I feel like they all played all the side characters. Dora did a really good job with all the side characters. They made it. They made him a part to her. Even like Candyman. Like I don't know if he would. I think he was. A, yeah, he was a side character. Yeah, he like, was. They all made him a certain part of a storyline that I actually love. Yeah. So it's hard for me to say my top favorite five because I never looked at like the top favorites. I just saw him as like a intro, like a very important part of a storyline of my favorite main character, and that's how I see that. Hmm. I mean. Yeah, I think yeah, I agree with you. I think kind of they they did it very well, and um, it is tricky because like I think kind of Darvell, you summed it up there. Like he's my five. Like I think kind of it's hard to just pinpoint one. Like 
obviously I'm a big Tatiana fan, so you know I, I love Savannah Hass. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you with Morales, <laughs> just so good. Yeah, Rose Bos- R- Rose Boscarelli, of course. Who loves Patty D? Yes. I, was a, I was a Jelly fan. I love Jelly. Uh, Swirsky, of course. DK Walsh, great. <laughs> Maggie, we love Maggie. Uh, Manny, loved Manny. Even though he was a dick of a character, you know, Charles Hayde really did make Castle Finney such a great dick of a character. Oh yes. Um, Brooke, yes, love Brooke. Dana, meh. Um, but <laughs> that was fun though. Dana yeah. was fun. <laughs> Well, if you want to say that. You interviewed, you interviewed her, no, right? No, we didn't. The we were meant to. And it fell, we, we were in contact and it fell through. Kind of like Dana herself. Oh, uh, she just disappeared. So. Man, I, thought, <laughs> I, swear, I swear you had, I swear you interviewed her, man. I thought it was you set did. Up. It was set up. And, um, I heard a podcast of how we just say, oh, it's Dana. Mm. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay. That's how I you think feel she about heard. me? Yep. yep, she canceled her, well, her appearance. Well, fuck you too, Oz <laughs> Network. Um, I want to go. I want to go over some of the writers and directors too quickly, but also just our big name stars. I mean, we've, we've established that Third Watch actually had a quite a significant amount of big name stars. You know, we had a couple of Academy Award winners. You know, J.K. Simmons. We had uh, Helen Mirren. Um, oh, what have I gone blank on her name from? Ro- who? Oh, I was going to say Roy Scheider. Oh, Roy Scheider, of who course. Played, who who played Chevchenko? No, we had the, our, our our other Academy Award winner. Uh, she was the the mediator in between Jimmy and Kim. Viola Davis was it Viola Davis that we had? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, so we've had, like, at least three Academy Award winners. We've had big-name rappers with, you know, obviously... What? Uh, Wycliffe Jean. Um, yeah. Treach, Trench. I still can't get his name right. Tretch. Tretch. <laughs> DMX. Uh, obviously, Gene Simmons. We had Eve. Uh, Method Man was in there. Uh, Chadwick Boseman was his very first TV role, was here in Third Watch. Uh, Leah Michelle, Henry Winkler, Kate Jackson, uh, Tom Berenger, Mia Farrow, Adam Beach, Charlie Day, Hayley Duff, Rosie O'Donnell. Like, just, it's amazing to think of these big names that we had in uh, Third Watch. Again, a show hey. that really is forgotten about. Oh. And Margaret, uh, you know, people like God, Chris what Elliott. episode was Haley Duff in? Oh, she was, uh, she, was y- she was young Yokus when Yokus had the flashbacks. She was uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, look, this is a wide-ended, open-ended question uh, in terms of... I-, I loved the fact that J.K. Simmons, like, he was in Nip Tuck and he was in Third Watch and... Just, I love J.K. Simmons. So, and I know I'm not a Demolition Derby fan. I was the first one I binned. But I just love the fact that we had him in Third Watch. And just such a great actor. Um, gosh, yeah, so many to name here that we've gone through. But And Viola Davis. I'm a big Viola Davis fan. So I always forget that she's randomly in Third Watch. So, um, yeah. Look, Brandy, any of those stand out to you right now? Not at the moment. What about you, Darvell? <laughs> Um, well, for me, um, Roy, Roy Scheider as Chevchenko, easily one of the, the, the best ongoing villain in the history of Third Watch. Agree. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, him definitely, um, loved DMX. I mean, you probably remember when we recorded in lieu of Johnson, I kept doing DMX impressions throughout you do a lot of impersonations uh, and impressions. Yeah, I, I do. Forget all the ones you do. Yes. 
<laughs> Can I, just, I just want to really interrupt you um, here to say you have forever ruined, and not in a bad way. Maybe it's just I think of you, which is a nice thing. Um, oh Bobby getting shot just reminds me of you banging on the pole, pole, like just that reminds me of you doing that. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Is that a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> just ask me in five years' time when I watch it again. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll do. Um, uh, so yeah, those are probably my my um, among my favorites. Uh, and J.K. J.K. Simmons, yeah, he was he was good in Demolition Derby. He played uh, Frank, right? The one that dies, the dad. Yes, Frank. The one that dies. Well, he yeah. died. No, no, it's just like you said it. No, no, I mean, yeah. no, I, it's just the now one what? That... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he played now what, Frank? The slab. It shifted. Yes. yes, that one. Yes. Yeah. Um so yeah, there there's yeah, there's him. Um least favor uh, I mean why Wycliffe Wycliffe Jean, um he was okay. He wasn't as bad as Gene Simmons. He he was okay. He probably would have been better though, had that had Third Watch gone on, and maybe they could have developed the character. Maybe they could have developed his character more over the back half of season six and into season seven. Had had they gotten a seventh season, um, uh, Gene Simmons a bit uh, wait. I mean, I liked the fact that, I mean, he he was over the top, yes, as Donald Mann, and don't really like him for that, although I love the the calmness he bring the calmness he brings to the character. You know, he's not over the top, you're, you're over the top bad guy, you know, yelling at the top of his voice all the time, though I still think they could have picked a better person to play Donald Mann. Like, um... I would have been happy if they had picked, and I think I said this to you back when we were back when we were discussing more monsters, Ben. I would have been happy, Donald Mann. If you're going to pick uh, someone to be a soft, a soft-spoken, mild-mannered bad guy, you got to pick Tobin Bell, for mm. example, because Tobin Tobin Bell would have been great as Donald Mann. I mean, can you picture? Enjoy the limited life you have left, Sergeant Cruz. I just try to that, think I mean, of the that, comic book storyline of Third Watch at that point, but I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, villains! Honestly, like touching yeah. on the villain aspect, though, I think my favorite villains are the main characters in this. Uh, oh, deep. Show. What? Deep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Your think favorite about villains are the main <laughs> characters. Yes, because. At one point, everyone was the villain in the episode. Bosco was a villain to Cruz. Cruz was the villain to Bosco and Faith. I mean, I think that's how I see it. Like, not saying they're villains, but those are my favorite. And that's how I see it. You know, I don't... There's also the outer villains that cause the events to happen and the storyline to move forward. But then the... But really, if you think about it, like... There's a quote, and I, I live by it. Like, um, we don't live by it, but I really think it's true. Everybody is somebody's monster. Some you did something once. That's like a that scary movie. thought. But not like that. But it's a, it's a quote. Like I wasn't perfect. No one's perfect, right? Like Ben, you're probably some, but someone's monster. You you know we're talking about like there's a, a lot some of people. Viewers out a lot like, of people. Right. 
like the viewers, like we probably all said something that is like, they ruined that show for me, right? So everybody. <laughs> oh, I know somebody. we have. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everybody is somebody's monster. It doesn't have to be like something like major crazily, but that's how I see it. So like with the characters, like listening, I was just thinking like, I wasn't sure if you guys were going to like this answer, but I was like, the main characters are my favorite villains. Because in one... Davis is like Monroe's monster at one point with everything going on, and she's the monster to everyone else when she's a rat, right? So that is those are my favorite. Yeah. Brandy, I like that. That is, yeah. I've never, you know, I've never thought of it. I've never thought of that. You know, this is why you were missed, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's a great answer. That's a really, really great answer. Um, I and also just a special shout. I always forget Will Arnett. She's randomly in an episode of Third Watch, and I like Will Arnett. So there you go, uh-huh. random people. Um, so just quickly on the writers and directors, uh, and obviously I'm not really going to ask you who's your favorite writer or director because you know we didn't really go over too much of the styles on that, except for you know Scott Williams, and he was a bit of a douche nozzle when he did some bad episodes. But um, in terms of directed, and this is at least according to IMDb, I haven't actually gone through and tallied this. So Felix. Felix Enriquez Alcala, still can't pronounce the guy's name after all this time, uh, 18 episodes he directed in total. Christopher Chalak, one of our uh, main guys up there at the top, he did 15. Our good friend Guy Norman B, he's in third, 13 episodes. And you look at Nelson McCormick with 11, and the rest kind of, uh, you know, did a few there. So Brooke Kennedy, of course, uh, did a few there. Some other notable ones along the way, Charles Hayde, of course, um, who obviously was in the show as well. Ed, Ed Alan Bonero, our co-creator, he uh, did a few episodes. Skip Sutter did a couple of episodes, of course, as well. Um, so a couple of uh, notable people that directed it. In terms of writing, um, Ed Alan Bonero and John Wells are credited for all of the episodes because they created it. But if you separate that around, Charles Murray, the most episodes are 27 episodes. Victor de Jesus or Jesus, I'm assuming it, whichever way he pronounces it, 26 episodes. Janine Sherman Barrios did 14, and Scott Williams did 14 episodes. They're the only ones who did 10 or more. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Including your absolute favorite episode. Well, actually, it ended up being my second least favorite episode. The thing is, the thing with Scott Williams, though, I think we established, though, is the fact that he did actually do a couple of good ones. The rest were pretty shit. Um, and again, Scott, your yeah, open last invitation call was fantastic. At least at the time of recording this, you haven't appeared on the show, but at the time of releasing this, you might have by now. I don't know. Um, but, you know, just letting you know that, uh, yes, we bag you out, but, uh, you know, you're, you are welcome. Um, so they're kind of our main key writers. And one thing actually I wanted to mention, at least in terms of, uh, we did this a little bit on Nip Tuck, but a lot of these people have kind of gone on to things outside of uh, Third Watch and kind of the bigger people have gone on to things. And I think if we we look at these actors as the main cast, at least, who's gone on to do the biggest and best, you know, you'd, you'd argue it's Bobby Cannavale by far, I would say. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you look at someone like Nia Long who kind of had a name coming into this and I think has kind of just firmly kept that kind of stature, so kind of still a big name there. Um, Cara Bueno's done well for herself through Stranger Things and a few other bits. Josh Stewart, of course, was in The Dark Knight Rises, and he's done a few things here and there. Um, so, I mean, they're kind of the mammoths. Kim Raver, of course, obviously, went to 24, Grey's Anatomy, other things as well. So, it's still good to see these people pop up in things. Michael Beach, at the time of recording, he's just been in Aquaman, so he's kind of starting to really get out there a little bit more as well. Kobe Bell is in one of those uh, DC ones on Netflix. Chris Bauer went on to True Blood. Eddie Cibrian has been in everything. He married freaking, um, what's her name, Leanne Rimes. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've had a few of these people go on to, to bigger and... <laughs> 
better things. I mean, would we all agree that Bobby's kind of gone on to the bigger and best things, though? He's won a couple of Emmys. He's in the Marvel Universe. Um, bad guy in yeah. Jumanji. Like, he's, he's the biggest name, I would say, out of all of them. <laughs> yeah, Bobby kind of Bobby Cannavale with Kim Raver in a close... I would say, I would say Kim Raver in a close second. Hmm. Would you agree with that, Brandy? Oh, yeah. You know, one thing I will say about this show as well, what goes with this, is that, you know, like, watching it this time... I didn't realize how many people have third watch under resu- acting resumes. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, I mean, there's every time I watch an episode, I'm like, Oh my goodness. I know who that is now. And it's like m- small characters. Like, uh, what is it? A uh, Jolene Brown from this is us. Like these characters, like it's just amazing. Like so many people have been touched by third watch. They, they probably think it's just a blimp, but to us, this show is amazing. It's, I don't know. I uh, that's something I do look at. I'm just like Dirt Watch has changed a lot of lives. I'm sure, like, just gave a lot of people opportunities to get their their uh, foot in the door for sure. I agree. But Raver, uh, Kim Raver, and uh, a few of them, yeah, they're the huge ones. And Bobby uh, Carnavelli, and then also I know Michael Beach has done some things. I've seen uh, Skip on a few shows, but they're not as like I don't know what they're doing. They might be behind the film, the camera. Who knows? But yeah. Well, the one thing we've we've talked a little bit about, and it's something that we we can we can do sporadically. It's we're not going to sort of commit ourselves to doing it on a weekly basis. But Darvell and I sort of mentioned that you know in the future it's something that we might come together and do every now and then. It's just sort of a random rewatch of an episode of a random show where one of these actors appear. And so you know we might randomly do the Criminal Minds episode with Eddie Sibrian and Yvonne Jung in it. You know we might randomly do a, an episode of Persons Unknown with Jason Wiles in it. You know grab one of those random ones that skips in. You know uh, Anthony Rivar random episode of American. American Horror Story or something along those lines or Southland, which I think we want to cover Southland separately, so we probably wouldn't do Southland. But, um, yeah, like, it would be fun to do that at some point and kind of just, you know, talk about these actors and purely do the rewatch based on, you know, their appearance, which I think would be a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, no, but yeah. Jason Wells is, a, is a one of my favourite epi- uh, shows. It's called In Plain Sight. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I haven't. It's like a, in Plain Sight? No. Yeah, in 2012. He's in an episode... Where it's like a witness protection uh, show where uh, basically all these witnesses go in re- witness protection. And I forgot the main actress's name, but she's like the cop that protects them. But Jason Wallace played a character where he had a rat on. He plays a cop, but he had a rat on his friends to not be in jail. So he went into witness protection and it was a good episode. And I didn't really this is like one of my favorite shows, but I didn't really I didn't put two and two together until I seen it. I was like, oh, what he plays, <laughs> he plays in the show like for like a. A brief episode, but it was like an intense one. The one that I think would actually be really fun to do, because this was one that I randomly caught on TV and it just made me so happy, was when Kobe Bell used to be in Burn Notice for a while. And I, I never watched Bird Notice, but I was flicking channels one night and it just so happened to be an episode with Anthony Reibovar in it. And they had a scene together, like they were in a car and it was just kind of like Carlos and Davis together. And I, I'm pretty sure I brought that up to uh, Anthony Reibovar when I interviewed him. So that would be kind of a random fun episode when you get like any of these guys together. So like, as I said, Yvonne Jung and Eddie Sibri and randomly in Criminal Minds together. So, you know, it's probably few and far between with these instances. But, um, yeah, like, I'll have to track down that Bird Notice episode where they appear in it together. And even, like, um, the Scream TV show, didn't we establish that? I think, what, Jason Wiles was a cop and he gets killed off and he's replaced by Anthony Rivera or something like that. So, yeah, it's, um, 
random little connections. Again, we're not committing to it right now. It's something that we'll randomly do in the future. But anyone listening, suggestions of shows, let us know some of your favourite sort of episodes where your third watch actors have appeared in, and we can kind of go from there. Now, kind of going into our sort of a final bits here, uh, just quickly talking about some of the episodes. Um, now, again, 132 of these. I went through and ranked all of these as we went along. So, kind of, I'd, I don't expect you guys to go through and rank all yours in order. But just before I get to those ones, um, <laughs> T- uh, IMDb, I can't, for some reason on IMDb, I can't get those rankings up, which we used to have. But TV.com has sort of a, a rankings here from a user rankings perspective. So, at least on these ones, I just wanted to quickly go over the bottom five from uh, TV.com, and this is kind of a user ratings perspective. So we have Fury, Season 5, Episode 8, which, if I'm not mistaken, did we like that episode? No, we both bought that episode, uh, you and I, Darvell, so that's an interesting one. That ended up being the bottom one. Uh, Season 2, Episode 10 is next, History, uh, which if we again go back and look at our ratings on that one, that was a renter for both uh, you and I. I think Brandy was you on that episode or was that Darvel? No, that was Darvel. So um, that was an interesting one there. Kim's Hope Chest, the third worst episode according to TV.com. I don't agree with that. I liked Kim's Hope Chest. Um, it was a buy from me and a rent from you, Darvel. Uh, and then this yep, one... although I will... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I was just going to cut in real quick and say... That, you know, now that I've had time to think about it, I do have more of an appreciation for that episode because it really gives you a glimpse into into Kim. It, it really helps advance and develop Kim's character. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's the still next- a rant, but I still but I have a greater appreciation for it. The next one, this hurts me deep. that This is apparently the fourth worst episode according to TV.com. Ohio, which to me is a... What? I know, that's my sixth greatest episode. Blast for me. Terrible, that's so low. And uh, Judy, <laughs> duty, uh, season two, episode 13. That was one that I rented, and I think you bought Darvel, but um, yeah. So they're the bottom five, according to TV.com, but the top five, according to TV.com. Uh, so we'll go from fifth <laughs> to first. Now, Snowblind fucking comes in at sixth. Fuck you, TV.com. Um, Ladies' Day <laughs> is apparently the fifth best episode of Third Watch. That's a bit of a stretch. Uh, the Price of Nobility, a very good episode. Season 4, episode 22 is the fourth best, according to TV.com. More Monsters, <laughs> third best episode. Season 6, episode 1. Yeah. Goodbye to Camelot, <laughs> season 6, episode 22. But I will say, TV.com make up with the number one episode they have as After Hours. That is very smart, people. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, which just on my personal rankings, and I'll get you guys to kind of give me a few of your standouts and least ones in a second, but from my bottom five, so according to at least the rankings I did, so the fifth worst I have is The Kitchen Sink, <coughs> Season 6, Episode 14, followed by Firestarter, Season 4, Episode 7, The Unforgiven, Season 3, Episode 18, Snowblind, Season 4, Episode 13, and the worst episode, At the Death, Season 6, Episode 21, End of Tour, and my top five end up as A Call for Help, Season 5, Episode 11, followed by Judgment Day Part 2, Season 4, Episode 6, Last Call, Number 3, Season 4, Episode 18, and my top two, which going into this rewatch were my top two, and they have stayed at my top two, Season 2, Episode 17, The Self-Importance of Being Carlos, Number 2, and Number 1, with a bullet on top, Season 2, Episode 7, After Hours, 
uh, the best episode of Third Watch by a mile. Um, just looking at my top ten, uh, I have three season two episodes, three season four episodes, which is interesting considering where that's going to end up on our seasons ranking. Only one season one episode and only one season three episode and two season five episodes. No season six episodes even made my top 20. So there you go. Um, Darvell, give me, give me, if I yeah. don't know if you've got your best episode of all time off the top of your head and your worst episode, give me some of your best, some of your worst. Okay, some of my best. <clears throat> No more forever would probably would probably be in my top five because mm-hmm. um, I I love that episode one of my absolute favorites. Um, both of the Judgment Days. Uh, Demolition Derby is another favorite of mine. I love I do like that episode. Um, oh my gosh. Some of the worst episodes for me, End of Tour, Firestarter, The Lady's Unforgiven, Day. although... Not Ladies Day, it's no blind, yeah, ladies, <laughs> ladies Day is kind of in the middle for me. Yeah, I got confused. Um, I meant Snowblind, but sorry, I'll shut up. Yeah, Snowblind, yeah. <laughs> Snowblind, definitely. Uh, the Unforgiven, although we both said with regards to The, un- the Unforgiven, it would have been better if... If the if the basic plot of that episode hadn't been a bunch of flashbacks, mm-hmm. or if they had or if they done the whole flat or if they had made that the the center of the show and had Sully talking to the priest at the end instead of flashback scenes interspersed throughout. Oh, and another favorite episode of mine, a, a standout episode for me, the Greater Good. Mm-hmm. I will always have a have a have a great love and appreciation of that episode because I love how much it and 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 the the storyline with Kylie overall I love how much that advances and develops Carlos's character and I, I've said this before that's when I really started to gain a lot of respect for him that's when I began to like him was during that uh, story arc um, the price of nobility another favorite uh so yeah, I, I have a lot of favorites. I have more favorites, I think, than non-favorites. Which is... In terms I'll, of standouts. I'll go over some of our stats. There. And yeah, the price and ability, I'll just quickly say, I, I agree. I think that was easily the best finale uh, out of all of them. Uh, Brandy, yes. right, again, you obviously weren't with us for a large portion of this, but, I mean, any standouts? And um, I mean, I'll just quickly add, Brandy, you didn't be in a single episode on any of the episodes that you were on with us. So uh, I don't really know the episodes that you don't like of this show. <laughs> There's really no again. I feel I don't. There's actually no episode I don't like. I think there's a few that I would have done different storylines as you guys heard me talk about, like like Cruz or Monroe or a few. But I would say my favorite episode is Welcome to Camelot, and my last favorite, my and my second favorite is Goodbye to Camelot. And I think it's because I don't know was it who I don't know who was the writer of those two episodes. They were the same writers, but I know. Um, the, the first one, I just feel like it introduced us to the that, that world so great, especially at the end with Jerry. And then the ending with Soli was just perfect. So those are my two, but between those episodes, I was at 142, you said? 132 yeah. in total, yeah. Yeah, there's no least favorite. I have so many. I think it's more storyline than anything else. 
than episodes. I I enjoy episodes. I enjoy all the episodes. There's some that I would rent because I don't really care as much. But they still move the story forward in some way or the character in some way. So I can't really say I least like some. I mean, there's some storylines, again, I don't like as much. Like the, the Rape of Cruz or Monroe as a rat. You know, there's some I don't care for. Or like, uh, I'm sure there's been some of Davis and Bosco as well that I felt like were kind of just not as my favorite. But I can't really <coughs> anything at the top of the head right now. Just to clarify, yeah, the 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 Welcome to Camelot and Goodbye to Camelot both uh, written, well, at least Welcome to Camelot was co-written by Ed Allen Bonero, but uh, he obviously did the finale. So that's why. Yeah, I'm okay. just and on those stats actually. So Brandy, um, you were with us for a total of 37 episodes, in at least at least rated episodes. I'm not including season recaps. Uh, you bought 27, you rented 10, and you didn't bin any. Darvell, you yeah. uh, bought 69, <laughs> 69, rented 19, and <laughs> I'm such a child, and oh, binned right. eight. Oh. <laughs> you binned eight. Uh, and for me, I bought 83, rented 36, binned 13. So um, still a large percentage of bin, uh, buys, sorry. Um, which, again, if you compare to the only other one we've finished at least at this time of recording is Nip Tuck and, you know, a lot more of a percentage of uh, buys. And as I will always firmly establish, and Davel, you're the same, that a binnable episode of Third Watch is still a much more watchable episode than the majority of TV shows out there. So there is that True. aspect of it. Now, yep. uh, the the final little bits here, uh, <clears throat> our, just, uh, our final season rankings. Now, I'll be interested here, Brandy, to see if you might be able to come up with this off the top of your head. I'm not too sure. Uh, so... Uh, Ratings-wise, Darvell, from six to number one, so from your worst to your first, you had season six at six, season four at five, season five at four, season one at three, season two at two, and your number one season was season three. Uh, Very similar, you and I had. It was only the top two that really changed. So I also had from six, season six, five, season four, four, season five, three, season one, and my top two are just reversed. So I have season three at number two and season two at number one. And I honestly probably came into this not thinking season three would be that high. So, um, yeah. Brandy, would you have it off the top of your head or, or rankings or not really? Or how would you look at that? I don't because I wasn't here for most of the seasons. But I will say, uh, remember, what did I, I don't know what I put when I was on a show, but I will say, uh, I can't really say right now because I didn't really watch rewatch all the episodes and all the seasons, so I can't really pick. I don't think that's valid right now for me, unfortunately. Okay. It'll be a it'll be a comeback to sort of thing when it comes to that. Um, so that really leads us to our sort of our big one here now, which I know is one you two will probably be most anticipating the most, and that's coming up with our top ten moments in the history of Third Watch. Now, basically, for those uh, who want to know how we came up with these top ten moments, when it comes down to it, at the end of every season we ranked our top five moments from the season. And essentially, all of those five moments from each season becomes a nominee for a top ten at the end of this show. And there were three seasons where we had three equal moments. So we've got 33 moments from six seasons, which we then have to come down to our top ten. So how we did this is that myself, Brandy, and Darvell all had those 33 moments. We ranked them in order from what our number one was down to our number 33, and then we basically worked out a weighted average. So our number one moment got 33 points, our number two moment got number 32 points, 30, and so on and so forth. You can work out the maths there. And I've added all these up. Now, neither of you know the results here, um, but I will say, and I've said to both of these guys off the air, that 
very interesting results. We were very different on a lot of these moments, um, which which makes this a very interesting top ten. Um, I will say quickly though, and just because I'm a stats man, I like looking at these quickly. That no season six moment has made the top ten. Uh, every other season has at least one moment in the top ten. But just a couple here that missed out. So, um, in terms of ones that got, um, I guess you would say, 60 points or more. So, there were three here that missed out on the top ten by two points. Um, just to show how close some of this was. So, uh, in 13th place on a total of 60 points on our average system here from season five, episode 13 was Jimmy's final scene. And I maybe wasn't uh, realizing that was going to be so high, uh, in 12th place on 61 points, which actually was equal amount of points as our 11th place. But the tie breaking procedure I did was whichever, uh, moment that was tied, got the highest ranking overall. So like, for example, uh, this got 12th because, our moment in 11th, somebody ranked it as their third greatest moment in the history of Third Watch, so that put it ahead. So in 12th was the opening chase with Bosco and Yokus, the very first scene that we had in Third Watch uh, from Welcome to Camelot. But our number 11 moment, this might make you a bit sad, uh, Brandy, because this missed out on the top 10 by one point. It was so close to making it. Uh, Cruz's breakdown after her leukemia diagnosis from the other L word. Um, so that nearly got a season six moment into the top 10. And, uh, sadly, I'll just add here for you, Brandy, that no cruise moment made the top 10 either. So how are you feeling right now? Yep. Have I upset you? <laughs> uh, no, honestly. Sorry, Brandy. <laughs> no, honestly, because I wasn't on an episode, again, I can't, again, I see this as Ben and Darvell's show right now. So, I mean, not in a bad way, but again, I wasn't there to defend Cruz. That's how I see it. I wasn't there to like defend different perspectives of what it. So like when it came to the ranking, I ranked the I ranked the best as I could, but I had a feeling. I just had a feeling in my like it was gonna come down to you and Darvell and like your guys' moments that were gonna matter the most. I'm not saying that you guys are like un, un, you know unequal or anything. It's just that's how it works. If I wasn't if I was away for so long, how can my moments make the top? Versus because you and Darvell have had like these talks you guys want to podcast for later season so i mean it's not surprising it doesn't hurt i mean i'm sure if i was around it'd be different for sure so well, I, mean, I, no I, I i think it's it's tr- i i agree with that for most but also as i said to you off air it's I, I think it's important to have you involved in this because at least particularly the first three seasons you were involved in those so um i think kind of yeah, at least 50 percent of these you were involved in it so yeah, uh, all right involved, so it makes sense how it even out. That's what I was. Yeah. Well, number ten, and this is this is to me like from an absolute personal perspective. Yeah. I'm glad this made the top ten, but this was my number one moment, and I think I said Darvell during this episode back in season four that this will be the number one moment, hands down. This has to be. Uh, and Brandy, you rate this at the second lowest, and I think a lot of that probably does come down to you not being there and not getting it. But I'm still glad it made the top ten. I'm not bitter. I'm not sad whatever um is sully killing <laughs> chevchenko and tatiana's funeral from judgment day part two in season four so uh that made... oh yes great great moment right there that no, was my I mean, number I... one moment but i'll just point that out. i'll say what each of our number one moments is along the way but uh sorry go ahead brandy 
I mean, no, I no, I got it, and I've seen it. I I do remember that. Like even watching the moment, it just wasn't. It never was one of my favorite top ones, and I think that's where I went through, and that's why I was, and that's again, that's why I was like, well, you and Darvell like been through this, you know, and you guys have different perspectives on a show. For me, that was never even watching it back then. It was never like one of my top. Like, oh my gosh, this is like one of the best moments. I don't know. That's Maybe I've seen other revenge movies that are better. I guess I don't know. Don't don't hate me, but it's all right, Brandy. You're allowed to be wrong every now and then, and this is one of those moments. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy, how could how could we how could we hate you? How can we hate you? <laughs> uh, in number nine, uh, this was uh, equal uh, on points, but again, the moment above this gets a nod because one of us rated it higher. Actually, the one above this, somebody rated it at number two, so that's why it got there. Um, the next moment, the Carlos speech at Taylor's funeral from my opening farewell, episode two of season five. I'm very glad that that made the top ten because I think that is a great moment. So and we all rated that pretty highly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where that comes in at number nine. And number eight, uh, this was, Brandy, your number two moment. Uh, so this is why it got the nod, even though it was equal with that one, is the shootout and Davis getting shot from Superheroes Part 1 back in Season 3, Episode 14. Yeah, I still feel bad for putting that one closer to the bottom of my list because the the ones that were actually at the bottom of my list, I never intended them to be that low. <laughs> that's just how that happened. Well, it's it's. I mean, it's kind of one of these things with the bite being, um, you know, rent it system. Is that like none of these moments are bad? Like the the number thirty three in this list, and I'll go through some of them at, at the end. Is like it's not the saying it's a bad moment, but it's like we're rating these out of the moments from across the seasons, and these are the thirty three best moments we've said in the history of Third Watch. So the fact that still number thirty three is still number thirty three is still a pretty significant, you know, thing because it. it Made the top five of that season. So anyway, um, number uh, number seven. And honestly, I like. I, I'm glad this is in the top ten. But this is actually one that I didn't think would probably make the top ten. But we've all rated it pretty highly, and I think it deserves to be in the top ten because it's a great moment. It's actually the police funeral from a hero's rest, season two, episode eleven. So. Um, oh yes, yeah, great, great moment, great scene, and uh, in putting, I obviously put a little video of these moments together, which again, sadly, we can't really share on our uh, YouTube because of copyright reasons, because they'll just remove it. But um, in rewatching some of these scenes, just just the the moment when Davis salutes the little boy and just the tears streaming down his face, like holy crap, what a scene! Um, in number six, uh, kind of. The other side of... We sort of had two moments around the, the death of Tatiana and Sully kind of across the Judgment Day uh, two-parter. So the moment where Sully comes home to discover his house on fire and Tatiana dead, that actually made it number six. Um, so both of those moments made the top ten. Uh, so that was there. So entering our top five now. Uh, how are we feeling, guys? We excited? We nervous? Nervous. Uh, <laughs> well, Not I will say... Not at all. You're good. All right. Darvell, your number one moment comes in next at number five. Doc's speech with Sully after the shooting in No More Forever. That came in at fifth. Yeah. I, I had I that really at my number had no three doubt moment. That, that would be in the top ten. Yeah, well, I had that as my number three moment. Brandy, you had it a little bit lower than that. Um, actually, a lot lower than that, to be honest. But um, that's <laughs> Can I just let me just clarify the way I rated this? I didn't do it as you guys because again I wasn't. I just did it by like emotional impact towards me. That's yeah. how I ranked it. It wasn't just. It wasn't that I didn't like the episode because when I rank stuff, I don't take it to heart. I don't say, "Oh, this is how it is." Like this is just fun for me. This is. It's not like 
set in stone, like this is forever going to be ranked that. So I did it as like the most emotional impact for me. And that's how I ranked it. And I think that's, so don't that's doing valid, it. whatever works yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I joke, I say, but like, I, I think that's a, a, a absolutely perfect way of doing it because I mean, we all have our different ways of rating it. Like I probably look at this at a more of a, on a grand scheme of third watch on an impact level, but I also do have a level of emotion invested in this too. So yeah, I, yeah. I think there's, I do a little of both. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it works, and it, that, that, that's a great balance. If one's doing one thing, uh, one's doing another, and one's kind of in the middle, that's, I guess you would say, the, the yeah, perfect well, way I of writing these. Yeah. I couldn't do it by the season because I wasn't there, so that's why I, I was like, the only way I can do it is the emotional impact as I remembered it. I can't really do it by the logical side of it because yeah. I didn't watch the whole season. And I will so, say, too, yeah. it's very close to top 10. If I look at it here, there's only 18 points separate the top 10, so it's kind of it's a very close top 10. Uh, at number four... Uh, Brandy, this was your number one moment. Um, this was Jerry taken to hospital and everyone watches him get worked on from the very end of Welcome to Camelot. Uh, I had that at number five. Uh, if I can work out my thing in Darville, you had it a little bit lower than that, but still top four. That's good. So we're into our top three now. Drum roll. Uh, at number three, I was waiting for you to do it, Darville. Come on. Um, at number three from season Four, episode 22, Taylor's Death in The Price of Nobility comes in at number three. Still obviously a very uh, graphic scene and a very, uh, you know, sad, poignant moment there. Uh, Our top two, and now I'm thrilled that this made it to number two. I did not expect this to make it this high. Um, and I'm absolutely delighted this made it to the top two. Darvel, you actually had this at your number two moment. I had this as my number four moment. Uh, this was Bosco breaking down to Faith at the end of Falling in season three. So just a scene. Like, I think it just the, the impact of it comes down to that you're not expecting Bosco to have a moment like this, and it's just, wow, such a great scene. Yeah. Um, which leads us to our number one moment in the history of Third Watch, rated by us. And Brandy had this at her number four moment. I had this as my number two moment. Darville, you had it a little bit lower, but it was still in the middle. On a total of 80 points from Season 2, Episode 15, Requiem for a Bantamweight, Bobby is shot. And I might have said back in that episode that this might be the most... And I know I said that, I'm just contradicting myself because I said that about season four, but on a grand scheme of things, it doesn't really surprise me that this has ended up at number one because if you went to an average third watch fan and was like, hey, give me your top three moments in the history of this show, I would probably argue Bobby getting shot is going to be in the most person's top three and the rest will be slightly different. So uh, arguably, just the impact of this and everything that happens, I mean... Let's start with you, Darvell. I mean, what's your thought on this at least becoming the number one moment in the history of the third Because you were the one who had this the lowest ranked of all three of us. I'm not surprised that it made that it made the number one spot, to be honest, because I mean, as you said, it was such a it was such a major point for for everyone, especially for Kim and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Because for Kim, you know, it made her realize you know, just how much she actually did love the man and her, the way they covered her, her, her uh, reaction to it over the next few episodes, very, very poignant. And I also like the fact that it forced Jimmy to grow up. 
I mean, you have to wonder, had Bobby stuck around, would Jimmy have basically been uh, um, pretty much a man, pretty much a man whore and a, and a child at the same time throughout the entire show? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. And kind of just looking at these quickly, Brandy, before I go to you as well, I was just kind of trying to work out which of these moments are like police moments, firefighter moments, and paramedics moments. And I was about to say there's not really a firefighter moment in the top ten, but I mean, I guess kind of the in the grand scheme of longevity, you would argue that the Bobby getting shot affects Jimmy, as you were saying. So uh, six cop moments, four paramedic moments, just to, uh, for those playing at home. Brandy, uh, Bobby getting shot as number one. Uh, how are you feeling about that? I'm not surprised. I mean, that was one thing. Bobby, they made him such a beloved character. And especially, like, it's no surprise that like, a lot of women love Bobby, right? So he has a lot of fans versus Jimmy. And uh, what Darrell said, I agree with that. Like, if Bobby was there, would Kim and Jimmy even be together? Would, I mean, would, how would the seasons end? It might be a whole different storyline. I agree with that. And with uh, and the thing about Third Watch is that nobody thought Bobby was going to get shot or killed off like that. So I think that was like one of the biggest surprises of all of like the the storylines. And so I'm not surprised it's number one. I mean, would it be my number one? No, but I'm not surprised. I will say that every number one moment from every season made the top ten with the exception, of course, of season six. Um, and then you've got to look at, say, like, for example, the Carlos speech at Taylor's funeral is actually only the fifth best moment according to us from season five um so it's 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 kind of interesting to think that that made it over like some of the other moments but just for the i'm not gonna go over every single 33 moment just i'll, I'll go over the bottom couple that sort of didn't get as much love uh so the the 33rd moment was bosco leaving hospital from uh, the other l word in season six still a great moment but again we're not saying it's a terrible moment it still made the top five of that season uh, the Carlos and Doc fight from season one was second, lowest in 32nd. In 31st was Kimmy and Jimmy's fight. I'm actually, I thought that was going to end up last because I, I remember having to fight for that one a lot to make the top five back in season three. So I was expecting that one actually to come out of the bottom. So I'm kind of glad it didn't. Um, and then equal next, we had Bosco finding out that Mikey had died from high calling in season five. And Yoka's telling Bosco that she had an abortion back in season two know thyself so um yeah we'll put the full top 10 up on our website and um the video as i said we've made one but unfortunately we won't really be able to share it if you really want to see it and have a copy of it find me on facebook or message me on uh, the oz network page i'm sure we can work out a way of sneakily getting it to you not that i'm condoning piracy yeah. but um i'm sure we can find a way guys um, that'd be the only way to watch it be hardy we're going to close this out now. Final thoughts on uh, everything that we've done here. Because uh, this is it. This is kind of our last chance, really, to, to talk about this. Any final words to say on our uh, third watch coverage as we bring it all to a close? Let's go to you, Brandy. You're at the beginning. Here you are at the end. How are you? What are you thinking? Anything, Dad, right now? No, it was, it was fun. You know, I think, honestly, if I could be honest, like, about... I'm not trying to offend anyone. I think the best thing about this is that I did walk away because I felt like I was critiquing a show that I didn't want to critique. Like you said, a lot of people are so hesitant to critique the show. And I think like part of the fortunate side to not having to be on this podcast as much was to be able to still have that like innocence, that innocent look at the show. But I mean, when we dived in so deep, there was also the benefit to that. It was like, being able to see things and seeing your perspective. So I think that was awesome as well. Like there was, it's like a 50, 50 kind of like a 
catch twenty two. Like you, you, if you critique it, you kind of get burned out, or you kind of get like, oh, well, this ain't really my favorite no more. Like this is kind of like, I don't want to do this. Like I don't want to watch this show. But then on the other hand, it's it's one of those shows where you just realize how powerful it is. And I think it's one of those shows like if it ever went on air to like do reruns, it would catch something at least. Like you would have a whole nother audience that would fall in love with it because it's just that powerful. And so I thought it was kind of fun. It was fun to do something like that. Fun, you know. Sorry, my son came into the room and started messing with me. (laughs) (laughs) No, he started like tugging on my hair. So I was like, what are you doing? But yeah. (laughs) And but yeah, this was it was a it was fun, you know. I mean, I can't really say much. And like, go back on my rankings. If you look at my rankings, like if you actually look at like how I did it, you would look at like all the shootings were kind of bunched together, and all the deaths were kind of bunched together. If you actually like go back at my, you'll see that that's how I ranked it. So it wasn't like I was ranking it by throughout the whole season. I was just like, oh, this was the most powerful shooting. Then the next shooting, and that's so I kind of bunched all those together, like the deaths, the shootings, and the breakdowns and the fights, and yeah, but. There's not much to say except I will. I can't believe this is over. <laughs> that yeah. I will say. I'm, it still hasn't hit me yet. It hasn't hit me yet. It will hit you very soon, I think, no doubt. Uh, Darvell. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't really hit. I don't think it's really hit me yet that it's over either. You know, and, you know, to be quite honest, I wasn't even sure if I would, <laughs> if I would even be able to come on, to come on board with regards to this because, um, this has absolutely nothing to do with third watch, but, uh, Br- Brandy told me once during a, during a phone conversation off fair, Ben, that, you know, after you and I talked on messenger audio, because back then, you know, we were, we were recording the podcast episodes through Facebook messenger audio. I'm so glad we went with Skype much better option and not as glitchy or flaky or whatever. Um, but Brandy was telling was telling me that you weren't that that you wanted to br- that you wanted to bring me on, but you were <laughs> but you were kind of wondering how it would work because of the fact that I can't see. Um, well, no, it wasn't so. that. It was uh, it was more so the first one. I was okay. So like when you first hit me up. It was that I remember talking to Ben, and Ben was like, "I'm not sure how it would work with three people," and then so we ah. weren't sure. And then the second one was like, I remember me and Ben having a conversation, like, "How would it work if you can't see?" Because now we would have to describe the scenes. He wasn't against it, but that was like after we did a few episodes. Then we were like, "Okay, we noticed like sometimes we had to, just, and we didn't know how to touch touch up on your blindness. We didn't want to like tell the audience your business." So we weren't trying to like we we're trying to respect you, but we weren't sure how. As we've had these conversations, like even on air, and like you know. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. Did I? Did I? And I told you about the time that it actually came up in an episode, That's right, what I'm Brandy? It was part of that. Yeah, exactly. That's what that was. And so, like the first time, it was like when you first hit me up on YouTube. It was like, well, we weren't sure because Ben was like, well, it gets kind of tricky when there's three or four people talking because he's done that with other episodes and i was like oh, okay but then i was like pushing for you because i was like i knew at that time and this is my fault like i didn't tell ben what was going on in my life like i told you some things but i knew i was like i was gonna have to step back and i didn't want to like drop a commitment and so like i think i was pushing for you because i was like i know i'm gonna have to step back and i don't want to but i would really love if you could do it so yeah, yeah. 
yeah. and I and I do appreciate that. Well, sorry for sorry for getting it twisted there, but yeah. um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad that I was you know given the chance to come on board with this because you know like you guys, I've always wanted to really talk with people about this. Excuse me about this show and. You know, it helps that all three of us are such diehard fans of it. I cannot believe that we're that we're done with this, but I mean I mean, hey, we, we have all the we all have all the episodes now, you know, we can watch them whenever we can watch them whenever whenever we want. And you know, I really wish there could have been more episodes because the, the only episodes that we really came together on were the season recaps, at least the first three. And the season six recap this episode, and we and we worked together on the nine eleven ones as well. I mean, and I I know Brandy, I know why I know why it wouldn't have worked out like this. But you know, I really wish that we could have done more episodes together for the simple fact that you know we all play off each other so well. You know, we 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 work well. We can bounce ideas off each other real well. We can. Uh, we we can we can playfully mess with each other and no one and no one gets up in arms over it have a good laugh and also discuss very deep very poignant things in ways that would make us that would make us you know very deep aspects of the show that might make us stop and go hmm didn't think of it like that like 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 what what you said brandy about how when we were talking about favorite villains earlier or favorite characters earlier and villains and stuff like that and um, you said that you think everyone on the show is a villain in some way. That was, I, you know, my, my mind is still blown by that. It, it is. It is still blown by that because that is something I have never thought of. And to be quite honest, you know, to think that in some ways we're all, you know, somebody's villain, somebody's monster or whatever it's kind of a disturbing thought but i can definitely see your perspective there um it's it's uh it's it's kind of like uh and i think that's the thing it's like it's not like you're like somebody's villain like to fullest like you done destroyed your life but we've all made mistakes where we might maybe hurt a friend right like we you know as a kid you know you might have lied or you might have like betrayed told a secret that you shouldn't have told like something like that and you never know how much that impacted someone so like it's just disturbing, but it's also what makes like the char- our main characters the villains, and it's so deep to me because Kim sleeping with Bobby, she knew she didn't want to be with Bobby, but she did that, and it and I, ha- she, I hated you know, her for that. She was the villain, but she was, but that's what makes her so awesome. Her flaw, you know, our the villain that in us is our flaws, and a lot of people are they don't want to they don't want to look at their flaws, but that's the part of being the villain is like we all have flaws. Like there's time I've messed up. In some relationships where I know it's on me and I could have done so much better, you know, but that's so I'm probably that person's monster in certain ways, just like they're mine. And but that's how Kim and like Carlos Davis, they're all someone's villain, someone's monster because of their flaws. And again, Kim hurt Bobby so deeply, but doesn't mean she was bad. It's just that was one of her flaws that made her a villain in that in that in that moment, you know? Yeah, I I get that. I think, yeah, I I agree with that and i think kind of it's um you know it's great that's been brought up today and we've been able to sort of put that out there because i think it's a sort of a really good conclusionary way of looking at it and i think it's it's odd to think that you know we've gone through all this and we're here wrapping it all up because again i'm I'm with both of you it kind of doesn't really feel 
overly real, but um, I think yeah, at the end of the never day... Never thought we'd make it. Well, I <laughs> hope we would make it, but we did. Um, I yeah, was the one I, who was I, always locking things in and changing stuff and, oh, fuck, I slept in and, oh, I can't be bothered. Like, it was all on me. I don't understand that. Um, but we're here. We made it. Thank you. Um, but I think the one thing that I really hope that can be taken away from this um, on Third Watch is that I hope that we have introduced this show to, to new fans. I hope there have been people who listen to the Oz Network. They they listen to it every episode for whatever reason. They've never heard of this show and they've just listened in and they've maybe looked it up and watched it. I, I hope that there is just one person out there who has discovered this show uh, all these years later and can say that they enjoy it or at least appreciate it for what it is because... We yeah. all know what it's like to, to talk to people and say, what's your favourite TV show, Third Watch? Oh, I've not heard of that one. So we all know what that's like. And I, I've, I've never thought we would come out of this with any form of influence making this the best TV show of all time. Of course not. But if we've just made one person watch this show, I, I would have a smile on my face. I think we've achieved something. And it's been a, a pleasure to be able to come here and talk to you guys, to talk to our audience, to talk to people who have been on the show uh, because, you know, through my line of work, I, I talk to notable people often and it doesn't phase me. It's part of the job. But I still randomly will get starstruck with some people and a lot of that time has been talking to some of these people who have been on Third Watch because I'm such a fan. So it's been a pleasure <laughs> being able to, to talk through this, it's to bring you any form of insight, usually from Darvell and Brandy, and and have our words set out there. And again, if, if you're that one person who has watched this show and discovered this show, let us know because we would like to know um, if you are that person. And even to the people who have listened to us who are Third Watch fans, you know, Orkitas, Barb, people like that who have been there from the very beginning, uh, we appreciate you coming through and hey. listening to this program. And yes. um, the fact that we even have one or two people listening makes me very happy so yeah, uh, awesome. we know there's more it's of really, you really we know is. there's more of you we do read the statistics of seeing the downloads but um you know we do appreciate that so this is it guys we're <laughs> we're concluding it all off uh Darvel, thank you so much uh it's been a lot of fun having you on board and i i appreciate everything that you've done along the way and i apologize again for all the constant scheduling changes of me dicking you around all the fucking time um, but we're fucking finished right now, so shut up. Uh, and Brandy, uh, thank you for, for everything you did as well from the beginning and everything along the, wo- the way as well. And, uh, again, we couldn't have concluded this today without you. So, um, guys, thank you, both of you. Yeah, and, and don't, be, don't, be, don't be strangers, you two, all right? Oh, I'm going to be a stranger now. I've gotten rid of this. I don't need to talk to you anymore. It's great. Like, move on now. Fuck <laughs> you too, man. Fun, but you know what? i got to move on from life, you guys. You're just kidding now. <laughs> yeah. So move on to Grey's Anatomy now, everybody. Uh, in terms of the future, like, we sort of did this a little bit with Nip Tuck and kind of uh, we don't know what the future will bring in terms of uh, covering another TV show. I mean, sort of, you know, long-term goals is Southland 24. We've talked about those in the future. Whether or not that involves all of us, some of us, none of us, who knows? We don't know. I, I know kind of... As much as I've enjoyed doing this, you do get a little burnt out from having to sit down and watch an episode and write notes and kind of record and everything along those lines too. So at least how we did it with Nip Tuck, sort of taking a bit of a break for a while before we come back and discover what we're going to do for another project. We've obviously still got Lost that we're covering between myself and Noah. So uh, there is that still. And obviously our movie recap still happening and other random episodes of the Oz Network. So we're not finishing the Oz Network. It's just been this arm of the show. So uh, stay tuned. I'm sure we'll have Darville and Brandy involved in um, other capacities 
things moving forward in the future as well. And sadly, you got to pardon I hope my so. voice because I'm kind of part of this show anyway. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. All the regular things. I don't really need to do all that. You're doing it anyway because you're here at the end. But uh, in terms of our third watch coverage, my name is Ben, and thank God I wore underwear today. <laughs> okay, who's going to deliver their final, final, final line first? Brandy, you're do you want to do it, or should uh, I go? No, not Brandy, you're Darville. You might as well talk, Darville. I don't... I do not have one, but I do know... I was hoping Ben's was like the one that he had. Uh, a, was it the last episode? What was it? Charging Cruise, the exact words where your terms have been, what is it, dictated? Uh, yeah. You can use that one if you like, though. I give you permission. Oh, it's not. I, was, I love when you said it. I loved, like, the vo- when you said it, it was perfect, though. But I believe that would have been, like, the best way to end this whole podcast to the audience. But no, um, I don't have a quote. I'll just say it's been fun. I, I appreciate the audience and I appreciate you, too, as well. So thank you for having me on. Uh, no problem. I mean, like, I, I mean, I was I was saying to Ben the whole time, you know, during season six, like, we have to get Brandy back for this because, you know, you two started this. It would not be fair to us or to her even if we didn't have her at least on the series recap episode. And I'm glad we were able to do that. I'm glad yeah. we were able to do that because, I mean... Because we, we've wanted you back throughout this entire throughout the second half of our recap of this show. It may not have seemed like that at times, but we have actually wanted you back. It's I mean we could never get scheduling right. That's all <laughs> that's all it was. But we're glad you came back for the season finale the, not the season, the series finale and the series recap. Brandy, thanks for coming back for that. Um, and thanks for Ad, no problem. And thanks, thanks for pushing so hard to get me on board with this. That was awesome. Um, part of the reason I'll say this: in addition to being a fan of the show, part of the reason why I wanted to do this was to. This wasn't the number one reason, but it's also part of it to help get my to help get my voice out there. Because both of you know, I want to be I want to be a broadcaster. So, yeah, that was actually part of the reason why I was so gunning to get on board but it wasn't the number one reason um but yeah it's been fun it really has been um and i will close by saying my name is darvell and i got a gun a siren and a tank full of city gas don't you love it thank you for listening to the oz network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at the oznetwork.net